And now, Lifestyles Unlimited presents the Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Over the next hour, we unfold your map to financial freedom. You'll learn how to retire through investing in single-family and multifamily real estate. You'll learn how to create cash flow and build wealth so you can have the time and money to live the lifestyle you want. Welcome to the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. I'm Mike Harrison, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. I've got a couple of points I want to talk about today. One's going to be deal selection within real estate investing, both single-family and multifamily, based on considerations we need to take into account in today's market that just are a little more concerning than they were one, two years ago, 18 months ago. I'll get into those. The other point may be a little difficult to get across, but it's a concept uh, regarding just how much of a role in your day-to-day -day thoughts, business, efforts, energies, your retirement plan plays into your day, right? At one point in my life, it was very important. And I think as people... They're in that, uh, let's just say you're in that tunnel and you can see retirement, right? That 40 to 65-year-old. So the, the older you are, the, the closer you are to it, if 65 is indeed your target for retirement, and if indeed you have a plan to be, even be able to retire at 65. I'll tell you that what folks are doing today, most people are not going to be able to retire at 65, or they're just not going to be able to do it on their terms, right? They're not going to be able to do it in the way they planned uh, sadly, a lot of people are, quote-unquote, forced into retirement. What do I mean by that? Well, layoff, you might get a job. I think age discrimination is absolutely real, right? Who wants to hire a 62-year-old um, knowing that they may have to pay more because that person is wiser, smarter, has more experience than the younger folks. But it's difficult to get a job uh, for older folks. And also, some people are forced into retirement because their body health breaks down. They just can't perform the job anymore, right, for health reasons. And so they're forced into retirement. And I think that weighs on a lot of folks, depending on where you were, right? Where are you in that? time frame toward retirement. Where I was in my 40s was looking at 401k IRA, right? How much are we saving? Are we saving enough? And reading the tables and realizing that at least for the, what I knew our retirement would cost, and I wasn't asking to live in Bora Bora, that would be nice, but just wanted a, a simple 20 to 30 year retirement where I could travel, where my wife and I could do everything we wanted to do, where we can bless our children and potentially grandchildren, uh, charities, or, or spend time doing all these efforts that we've put off our entire life. But I think the 401k weighs on you. Um, why am I discussing this now? Well, it's for personal reasons. Um, it's interesting. My daughter, if you've been following my show for any amount of time, uh, you'll know that she graduated from college. She got the job she wanted. She's been on that job a little more than a year now. Just got a promotion. She's doing great. But what's happened? Well, the 401k discussion at work has come up. And so, look, um, do I want my daughter to invest in real estate? 
absolutely. Is she interested? Uh, keep in mind, she's a, one of those 20-somethings, and there's probably 38 other things she's interested in, and she just doesn't have that real-world outlook, and most 20, young 20-year-olds 20 don't. So uh, I get it. But uh, the work discussion, right? Um, hey, the 401K, time to sign up. And so uh, we had that talk. We had that discussion. And um, it was interesting, but it, it got me to thinking just what a role at one point that entity played in my life. It, at one time, the 401K was the most important financial entity in my life. By far. Why? Because my 401k got paid more than it cost to pay my mortgage principal. My 401k got paid more than it cost to pay my property taxes in Texas. And those are substantial. I know many of you are not in Texas, but we've got high property tax. Okay. We don't have the state income tax, but we have high property tax. My 401k took more, uh, got paid more than we spent on groceries. It got paid more than we spent on entertainment. It got paid more than we, it darn sure got paid more than we spent on vacations. But then I realized there is a way to, quote, feed your retirement, whatever that means for you. I can tell you what we mean here at Lifestyles is it means being financially free. But there's a way to essentially feed that and achieve that at monthly and annual volumes that are much greater than you could possibly imagine right now. Much greater than whatever you're pulling out of your pocket monthly to put into it. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Even if you're at that 20%, you know, some of you are at 10, some of you are at 15. And I'm not feeding a 401k or an IRA. I'm feeding a cash flow snowball. Today, I'm proud to tell you that my portfolio includes over 3,500 doors of cash flowing real estate. Pretty incredible when you look back on it. It's been a quick 10 years. My wife sent me something the other day, and kind of funny, but the more I looked at it, um, uh, you know, maybe it's not so funny when you kind of dig into it. And some of you, this may cut a little close to the bone. Uh, I know it would have cut close to the bone for me if I would go back to those 12 years ago where I was. But um, basically, it's a joke, and it says, um, my boss arrived at work in a new Ferrari. I said, wow, that's an amazing car. He said, if you work hard, put all your hours in and strive for excellence, I'll buy another one just like it next year. Hmm. Funny? Maybe not so funny? I don't know. I look at Dale Walmsley. He's done pretty good as a real estate investor, and that's the understatement of the century. But you know what? Dale Walmsley doesn't have a Ferrari, at least that I know of. Um. There's a lot of egomaniacs that he taught how to invest in real estate that most of those folks aren't associated with Lifestyles Unlimited anymore, and that's a different story for a different day. But there were the Ferrari types, right? Essentially, karma's come full circle for a lot of these folks. And hey, nothing against Ferraris, man. If you want a Ferrari, get it. I'd prefer a 66 GTO, but hey, we all have, uh, we all have our likes in life, right? So I've known two billionaires in my life, knew them. One was actually a very good friend who's still a very good friend of mine today, his father. 
Uh, we grew up in the same neighborhood. And yeah, let me stop you right there. I didn't grow up in a billionaire neighborhood. I mean, if you drove through this neighborhood um, and I said, point to the billionaire's house, you couldn't do it. Um, my friend's father was very conservative. We were in a middle class neighborhood. It was a great place to grow up. Okay. But yeah, my friend's dad, in fact, I didn't even know he was a billionaire until I was in my thirties. I'm like, wow, yeah, well, okay. That makes sense. Um, the other billionaire I knew, uh, often was in the fortune 400 that, uh, comes out annually. Um, is it fortune or Forbes 400? It might be Forbes 400, but it's, um, it comes out annually and it's got the 400 wealthiest people in America. Uh, his wife, he's passed away. His wife still graces those pages annually. But my point is this, neither of those billionaires, neither of those men had a Ferrari. Neither of them. They'd be embarrassed to even sit in one. That's the kind of people they were. But the gist of that joke cuts much deeper and it's more truth than it's not. And I want to ask this, I want to say, what are we really getting out of grinding in our W-2 jobs all day long? Hopefully, many of you listening to me right now are like, well, Mike, I love it. I love my job. This is the job I want to do. Okay, I'm not speaking to y'all. I'm speaking to the ones that are, they say, man, I got to have a job. I got to have the health benefits. I got to have that weekly or biweekly paycheck, bi-monthly paycheck, that weekly or bi-monthly paycheck. I got to have those company benefits, no matter how lousy they are, because it's those company benefits that are going to enable me to be retired one day, right? That's the game we all play. And you look at some of these companies, they've got terrible benefits, yet the workers are happy they have them. And the owners are still making millions of dollars. That's the world we live in, folks. That's the world. I understand it. I have the privilege to see this in a different light. Because if you had asked me 12 years ago, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have spoken like I'm speaking right now. That's for sure. And I also didn't understand that the security blanket of your W-2 job is a lot thinner than most people realize. You can be replaced in an instant, and it's not necessarily for performance. It's not necessarily for any actions you've done. People get replaced for factors out of their control. True story. I've witnessed companies that miss expectations, right? They're publicly stocked owned companies. They missed expectations by 3%. Hi, everybody. We're down 3% this year. 3%, right? We all think, oh, 3%. That's nothing. You know, that's no big deal. We can make it up, right? No. What did this company do? Because of 3% missed expectations, I think the CEO went from 14 divisions. I want to say he axed five or six of those and the vice presidents that ran those divisions and the people that were in those divisions. He axed some and he sold some others because of the 3% down. And when you sell a division that makes a certain product or that specializes in a certain service, who do you sell it to? You sell it to your competitor. So they grow their share. You dump that. Essentially, your overhead of operations goes way down. But when you sell that division to the competitor, what does the competitor say? They go, wow, we have two of this and two of that and two of that and two of that. Let's get rid of it. We only need one, as in people. So people lose jobs. But when a company is down 3% of expectations, 
rather than say, my gosh, interest rates are way up or inflation's way up or this and this happened and here's our game plan to move forward. No, the CEO and board members missed expectations. They didn't get their multi-million dollar stock bonuses. They don't care what the reason was. They don't. So who pays the price? The W-2 worker. That's business. It's cold. It's cruel. It's vicious. I understand it. I've lived in that world. I was a corporate middle manager. I grew a sales portfolio from $12 million to over $100 million at 40% margin. It took 10 years. It was not easy. It took a lot of time. That's 40, over $40 million in, in profit. But what happened? The corporate machine just had to eat more. More profit, more sales, more profit, more sales. Where I was regionally, the plant was sold out. I had sold the plant out several years in a row. We couldn't make any more product. Now, we can ship product, similar product in from across the country, but what happens when you incur that freight cost, now you've priced yourself out of the market. So that was not a solution. We were stuck. It was a first world problem. Hey, the plant sold out. Everybody's happy. Everyone's getting overtime, but they had to grow that profit. What'd they do? That corporate machine got hungrier and hungrier and hungrier. What can I eat? I'm starving. You know where they went? Employee compensation. You know what my disagreement with them was? One one thousandth of a percent commission, about $112,000 a year. That's what we were fighting for. They did not want me to even make $1 per thousand in sales. They refused to pay it because the corporate machine was out there and just eat, eat, eat. It doesn't matter who gets in the way. My name is Mike Harrison. We'll continue this on the backside. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Need more unconventional wisdom that'll set you free? Subscribe to Lifestyles Unlimited on YouTube and binge content that will actually help you get where you want to go in life from people who are already there. With over 50,000 members and 32 years of proven success, there's so much more we want to share with you than what we have time for on the radio. On YouTube, we go beyond our shows and feature our best content from podcasts, interviews, expo, master's tour, fireside chats, special events, and more. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. If you have any questions or comments for me, please send me an email. That's askmike at luinc.com. Askmike at luinc.com. I'm a real estate investor in both single family properties and apartment communities. I began 12 years ago. I'm a partner in over 3,500 doors of real estate in four different states, right? Yes, I'm spread out. You don't have to be next to your investment. We teach you that here at Lifestyles Unlimited. If you're interested in that, I invite you to attend our workshop. Come see what we do. See how we make money five ways on a single family property, six ways on a multifamily property. Understand that we can teach you how to buy and be parts you can own single family properties, you can own apartments, you can own small apartment communities, you can be participate in large apartment communities, but that would be at freeworkshoplivestream.com. That's freeworkshoplivestream.com. I invite you to come see what we do. And if you like it, we'd be happy to have you as a member and we can teach you how to do exactly what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. 
Okay, let's talk about uh, deal selection, right? Whether single-family homes or multifamily opportunities. Sometimes I think we get lost in overthought, right? Analysis by paralysis is the saying. Um, but there's there's a lot of paralysis out there, typically on your very first investment, right? Even if you're educated, you've got the money, you're ready to go. Um, I was there. I get it. No one went slower than me, okay? I joined Lifestyles Unlimited. I got educated. I participated in all the networking that Lifestyles offers on a monthly basis for over six months. Six months. Gosh, I think I could have been three houses in by six months. But no, what was my problem? I was a corporate guy, right? Just talked about it a little bit. Um, So I was looking for the perfect deal. I had the money just sitting there. Finances were not an issue. I wasn't needing to raise the funds. I didn't have to rebuild my credit. I had the team in place. I was just waiting for that perfect deal. And it wasn't There is no perfect deal, at least from the get-go. You may think it's perfect, but there's always something in there. But for me, I I just looked at everything, and it was imperfect. And they were actually way better than I understood, right? I was a novice. I had to be pushed into buying that first home. And I was tore up about it. I mean, I questioned my decision many, many times. I mean, I looked at it, and I could say, well, the only good thing about this property Uh, was the location, the roof was in good shape, and the foundation was in good shape. And I liked where the location was, like I said. But everything else in my mind was a mess. This property even had an above-ground pool. That's a no-no. That needs to be removed. Okay, big deal. Remove it, right? Quit looking at everything as an obstacle. But looking back, am I glad I purchased this property? Yeah, I'm glad I purchased that property a thousand times over. And while that property wasn't perfect in my mind, don't let perfect get in the way, okay? Just follow what we teach you. Follow the model. Follow the math. Talk to other people. Talk to your mentors. Do the analysis. But that home, even though the math was there, I was told by other people, hey, this is a great opportunity, Harrison. This would be a great first house for you. It wasn't perfect in my mind, but now looking back with the experience that I have, man, it was fantastic. It met the requirements of the LU model. The math, the metrics was great. So that home is what broke my fear, right? It's uh, kind of released the dam water, so to speak. I went on to buy 10 more uh, properties uh, over the next couple of years. I should have bought 50 more. But my overall point here is there's always going to be a trade-off. There's no perfect deals out there. And if you're, for whatever reason, and I realize that spouses have disagreements over this. Um, I talk to people about real estate investing that aren't real estate investors, and they see themselves. They'll even go so far as to go, yeah, I could see doing that. We buy a, a really nice house in a college town and Uh, And they just go on and they kind of tell the story out loud. And I'm thinking in my mind, no, no, no. I'm not saying that people aren't successful doing that. I'm just saying you just want an everyday three, two, two. 
in a good market with growth, with good economics, with uh, good politics, good respect for business owners, good respect for property owners, and utilize your essentially utilize your analysis that we teach you here, and you're going to be fine for every property that you purchase, every multifamily property that you participate in as an investor. While it may not be perfect, it is part of a solution. It is absolutely part of a solution. Every single one of these is a solution to your time, right? We call it chunking, buying your life back. It's a solution to your income. It's a solution to your future wealth. Cash flowing real estate assets are a solution, but there's that trade-off, right? I can go back through the list of every single family home that I purchased, and I I guarantee there's a trade-off. I'm just thinking out loud. Um, that first home, I, I like the location. The roof was great. And the foundation was great. Everything else was messed up. Uh, another problem that I had with the property, it was on the corner of a busy street, right? It was that first neighborhood turn-in off of a busy road that was uh, two lanes south, two lanes north, uh, had a suicide lane in the middle. It was one of those thoroughfares uh, in the town. And I didn't like that it was a corner house. The front door wasn't facing the busy property, but the side of the house was. But looking back, you had a big yard. We had a big six-foot-tall fence. It was not a big deal, okay? They, I, it didn't hurt me at all, but I, I had trouble getting over that. I bought one house. Uh, it had four bedrooms when everything in the neighborhood was a three-bedroom. But I went back to my math, and it made sense. Another home, full window replacement. We went with vinyl windows, okay? Found a good everyday guy that works for real estate investors, and he put them in. Made all the difference in the world. But at the time, I think, man, this is a big chunk out of pocket. But guess what? The value of the home increased. I was able to kind of push those values, essentially, by doing that. Look at the whole picture, okay? Look at the whole picture. Now, I'm not saying go willy-nilly and just throw it in because real estate is, is the greatest, blah, blah, blah. It's not what I'm saying at all. You have to look at every step, but understand, there's no perfect deals. There's going to be a trade-off, all right? Rely on the math. Rely on the lead. Rely on your mentors. Rely on talking to other investors, and then make your decision. When I look back at my investments, the ones that have gone what we call full circle, and that's when um, buy a property, keep a property, rent the property, uh, eventually sell the property, right? Whether single family or multifamily. Maybe there's a refi in the middle there. Every single one of those um, that I'm looking back and we'll use the baseball analogy, right? This goes back to when I'm signing the paper. Is this going to be a single, a double, a home run, um, a grand slam? I couldn't predict. I, I knew the property met the metrics I was looking for. Okay, let me say that. I couldn't predict the home runs. I couldn't predict the grand slams, right? I was just getting up to bat. I was just getting in the game. But I tell you what, the home runs and the grand slams came. They showed up typically two to four years after that initial investment. And you look back and you go, my gosh, that was a that deal was awesome. 
I loved it. But when you're signing the paper, you're not going, holy cow, this is a grand slam. You're like, nope, it makes sense. The math makes sense. I like where the property's positioned. Again, whether this is single family or multifamily, I like the business plan if it's a multifamily. Uh, I like the neighborhood if it's a single family. You can't predict the home runs. And if you're trying to do that, you're again, you're going to have that paralysis, okay? So the home runs are going to come if you stick with your strategy. I don't want you to be I want you to be more afraid of spending 30 to 40 years working for someone else and not being able to have the financial freedom that you've always wanted uh, and having to learn that at the end of the cycle when you're 65 or 70 and you're still working. I want you to be more afraid of that than I do of, of investing in a property. Does that make sense? Again, if you're waiting for that perfect deal. I said on my show, um, I was just a few weeks back, and we were talking, and essentially the discussion was you go your whole life, and you get to be 70, and you have to work, or you uh, are in a position financially that you were hoping for 30 or 40 years that you wouldn't be in, yet that's where you are. Would your 70-year-old self, if they could go back to 40 and invest in real estate, what would they say? I guarantee everyone, if you have a 70-year-old that is struggling financially and you ask them and you said, hey, if you could have invested in real estate when you were 40, cash flow in real estate, if someone had taught you how to do that, taught you essentially the model, how it made sense, uh, provided a group of support for you, provided an educational base, if you can go back to 40 and begin investing in real estate, would you do it? How many broke 70-year-olds would go, heck no, everything came out perfect, I'm glad I didn't, everything's just fine. Actually, they may say, get out of my face, get off my lawn, because they're angry, but in the back of their mind, they're going to say, heck yeah, I would have invested in real estate. I wish I knew that. Well, you know it now, so stop being, stop being paralyzed. Let's go back to talking about feeding that, that 401k. I'd kind of touched on it earlier in the show. We get a little more desperate once we get to be, if, if we're relying on that 45, 50, 60 years old. I see the emails, and you start looking at that, and you start reverse engineering, and you start saying, man, this isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be, right? Um, and oh, by the way, I never did pay the house off. By the way, my kids still have college loans because I couldn't pay for that. And by the way, we put a wedding on the credit card because, well, it was what my daughter wanted. And by the way, we never have been able to buy the, the new car. And I uh, wish I had gotten my kids braces. And we struggled financially every day. But boy, I sure gave a lot of money to my 401k. I'm so happy I did so. And yet you're still struggling. I don't want you to be there. And I was on that path to being there until literally I said, enough, made the change, bought a property, right? Just went out by myself. I'm going to buy a rental property. Got a self-directed IRA. That was a struggle to do back then. Today, you can do it all online. So it was much easier. Bought that property, but I made the move. I made the challenge. And I still 
when I look today at the accomplishments we've had in real estate, and we've had winners and the occasional loser, I wouldn't do it any other way. And I know the next several years are bright. I'm optimistic about the future, and, and I am an investor in today's market. My name is Mike Harrison. I want you to remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Ready for more of the map? Visit LifestylesUnlimited.com. Explore our videos and articles. Click on the radio tab to access past show podcasts. View the radio show schedule and listen to our best of radio shows. Want to continue the conversation? Follow Lifestyles Unlimited on Facebook today. We want to meet you as well. Sign up for a free workshop at lifestylesunlimited.com. Until next time, remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. The information and opinions you hear on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show are those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security.